the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Going from uh, issues of natural law to uh, positive law and constitutional law. Since it's Wednesday, we check in with our constitutional law expert, and that is Brett Johnson. He is a partner with the firm of Snell & Wilmer. They have offices across the country, but they are blessedly based here, blessedly based here, alliteration there, in Phoenix, uh, which is uh, our privilege to uh, be able to host him every week. Hello, Brett Johnson. How are you, sir? Good, Seth. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Love having you. Uh, we talked a little bit over the last couple of weeks that October is uh, when the Supreme Court uh, session starts in earnest, the U.S. Supreme Court. And we've talked about a few of the cases on their docket. One that's going to get more and more attention, I think, and that we haven't talked about is another case coming out of Colorado having to do with the Colorado, I think it has to do with their Anti-Discrimination Act, and I think it's that conflict between free speech and uh, religious liberty. It's kind of based a little bit off of, you correct me on anything I say that's wrong, a little bit based off that Masterpiece Cake Shop case, but tell us what we're looking at this term here. Yes, and and, uh, the Masterpiece Cake uh, case, 2.0. So let me go back in time for everybody. So Colorado um, enacted um, several years ago a a law called the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act. And basically um, it it held that businesses could not discriminate about providing services for for any reason, um, race, gender, or sexual orientation. So those were the two major things. Um, in, In 2018, the Supreme Court heard a case from Masterpiece Cake. And Masterpiece Cake um, basically asserted that they were going to be forced or compelled to um, do speech, i.e. write things on the cakes that they disagreed with because of their religious beliefs in regard to um, um, gay rights. And as part of that that action, it had to go through an administrative appeals process. That's how the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act There's a commission that's involved. And the Supreme Court, in a very narrow opinion, so I just want to make sure everybody thinks Masterpiece Cake had had upheld uh, religious liberties. Again, as I've talked about before on the show, it it really was in the nuance on how that commission handled its proceedings. And Justice Kennedy in that case basically said the things that were said by the commission during the deliberations of basically um, um, analyzing uh, Masterpiece Cake to some slavery and some of the other more horrific things in history was not appropriate and therefore did not get a correct uh, proceeding or due process during those proceedings. So 
very limited. They specifically said they were not getting into necessarily the free speech element and, and the constitutionality of the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act. So now fast forward to now, and you have 303 Creative LLC. And what they do is web designs and some uh, artistic um, activities for weddings. So think about you getting married and you want to basically have a big um, electronic invitation to all of your friends and they can sign on and it's interactive. And 303 Creative is owned by a woman who holds, holds Christian beliefs. And she did not want to be compelled to basically create websites for items that, that uh, were against her religion. In this like case. a same-sex marriage, for example. Same-sex marriage, right. that's exactly okay. right. Okay. Um, and so she affirmatively sued and said, this is what I want to do, and I'm not allowed to do it. The district court and the Tenth Circuit, uh, all based out in Colorado, both said that, no, this was neutral content speech. You are engaged in a business, and you cannot say no to anybody. Her argument is, this is different than somebody coming into my shop and asking me, uh, do you have thank you cards on your rack and I can just buy? That would definitely be neutral content. What is different is, is that she's actually being asked to make the card, or in this case, make the website. And that is now compelled speech. And the Supreme Court does have, a long way back, a, a doctrine called the compelled speech doctrine, as I'm sure anybody who has, again, gone to fourth grade um, has said is that the government can't force you to say anything. Um, the freedom of speech is the freedom, freedom not to speak. speak, right? Absolutely. That's and, the point. And, yeah. and that is, that's gone way back. But in the business context, it has you know gone back and forth. So that's where we are right now, and the Supreme Court has agreed to take this case. What's interesting about this case, um, when the Supreme Court decides whether or not to take a case, they go into um, basically a caucus. They go into a room. Only the justices are there. There are no clerks. There's no staff. And they decide which cases they're going to take. And this had to go before the Supreme Court in their caucus four times they, before they decided to take the case. And they have decided and it'll be heard an oral argument next year. All right. Let me pause you right there. This was a short segment. We'll have a longer one coming uh, right up after the brief commercial break, Brett Johnson, because I want to delve into some of the things involved in all of that and some of the conflicts between speech, between religion, both within the First Amendment and the issue of civil rights, which uh, might conflict with both as well. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Brett Johnson from the Snell and Wilmer Law Firm. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Delighted to have Brett Johnson with us, a Snell and, uh, partner at the Snell and Wilmer Law Firm, talking about a really interesting Supreme Court case you will hear more of as the year continues on. Uh, a case out of Colorado, a person who um, is a, a religious Christian, uh, not wanting to use her artistic uh, talents and skills to... Um, to design wedding uh, wedding uh, art for uh, the kinds of weddings that she or the kinds of marriages she and her faith um, object to. So in this case, a same-sex wedding. Colorado has a civil rights law that says people must, in business, must work with all people regardless of sexual orientation. And she's claiming she has um, – is she claiming, Brett, that she has a First Amendment speech right not to be compelled to say something she doesn't believe? Or is she making a First Amendment religious – freedom of religious claim that she, it would violate her religion to be compelled to follow this law? 
uh, the, the, similarly, right? Okay. So she's getting around the compelled speech doctrine um, by, you know, something that's more neutral. So the government saying, hey, this applies to all businesses because it is a violation of her uh, freedom of religion, mm-hmm. right? And so, so they are kind of linked together um, in that context and, and uh, basically saying I should not be compelled to speak um, based off my, and because I, I have objections based off of my religious beliefs. Gotcha. So that, that's the, the, the bottom line. And it, it does also come down from, from the state side, I want to make sure it's clear, it's, it's a public accommodation type argument. Right. You know, and obviously um, our, our history, our American history has, um, you know, a, a sordid history in, in, in many respects. Sure. And, and the public accommodations is, is that when somebody comes into your shop, you're blind, you serve them accordingly. Sure. Sure. Um, but that's different, obviously, from what she is saying, which is you can't compel me to speak. I, I can serve, but I, I should not have to speak in what I am doing. Right. This is such an interesting both legal and theoretical debate about whether civil Civil rights laws, as defined by one group, trumps other civil liberties, right? Whether whether uh, 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 at the federal level a Fourteenth Amendment thing might might overrule a First Amendment thing a little bit. It's uh, that's the way I think of it. Maybe I'm wrong to think of it that way. But. No, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and and ironically, you know, it was, um, you know, Justice Jackson back in the Barnett case that actually struggled with right. the, this thing, and, right. and actually he quotes struggles to coerce uniformity of sentiment in support of some end thought essential of their time and country have been waged by many good as well as by evil men. Those bent on its accomplishment must resort to an ever increasing severity. And I think that that really hits home from Justice Jackson mm-hmm. is, is that you're trying to accommodate the majority by basically shrinking the minority, and by doing that, you have an adverse impact on the freedom of speech. Uh, not in front of me, but going back some years in my head, there was a new case out of Boston. I think it was called Hurley. Do I have this right? They had a a, a parade, an Irish parade. A an gay, Irish parade. Right. A, 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 a gay rights group wanted to be part of that parade. Hurley didn't want them. He thought it would vitiate or diminish the message or at least change the message that they were trying to communicate on Irish pride. And as I recall, the Supreme Court held up the Hurley or the person who said, no, we get to control our speech. We get to control our message, even though there is a very serious, particularly in Massachusetts, um, you know, uh, accommodation and civil rights claim for people uh, who want to uh, expound upon uh, gay rights. And, and that's that's exactly right. And the, and that that Hurley case is one of the, obviously the cases that that's going to be relied on significantly in this matter for sure. Um, and in, in that case, the district court um, did hold that the parade should not go forward if you were going to reject um, the gay rights pride, um, basically entry into that parade because again the criteria for it was more Irish pride than anything else. Right. And by inserting that, that that did change um, the message that they were trying to get across. And the Supreme Court did. This is going to be a little bit different, right? Because that is just that's a straight up compelled free speech. Here we obviously have the freedom of religion element um, as part of that. And if you might remember, maybe almost like six, seven months ago, we actually talked about Boston. We talked about right. the First Amendment, right. and it was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court in regard to the flags. Right. And if the Boston was going to let um, everybody have flags, then they could not control the speech just because it was going to offend certain people. Um, and that was a Christian flag that they wanted to be able to post. Uh, tea leaves, Brett. You mentioned this in our previous segment. 
for the Supreme Court to take a case. That they're flooded with, with cases every year. They get God knows how many. I don't know. Maybe you do. Uh, impossible to know. Maybe. Um, and they only get to select a certain amount because, you know, their time is limited and, and all that. Resources are limited. So it takes a vote of the Supreme Court. There are no clerks in the room. There are no secretaries. And what is the vote? Is it just a majority vote? Is it a supermajority vote to Correct. take a case? No, it's just a majority up and down. And we don't know what that vote is either, right? We'll never no. know. Presumably, we'll never know. So no, what but, does but that tell master- you? Yeah, what does it well, tell it, you? Well, it tells me that there, you know, the masterpiece cake was a 7-2 opinion, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Justice Kagan and Justice Breyer um, were in the majority on that, but they significantly limited it. They realized in the masterpiece case that they did leave this kind of lingering issue. They, again, they dealt with it more in a procedural um, context. So I think because there's so much going towards the First Amendment on both sides, the right and the left, quite honestly, that the Supreme Court was saying, you know what, we need to we need to get into this a little bit more and provide some clarity about the First Amendment. Now, bringing it back to Arizona, which yep. we always need to do, yep. you know, the Supreme Arizona Supreme Court addressed this a very, very similar... Quill and Pen or something like that? Br- a brush and the nib. Very, very Quill and Pen, brush close. and nib. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. on the companion case. Okay. And Justice Gould, who was on the uh, Supreme Court at yep. the time, wrote wrote a very lengthy opinion um, that I think is going to have a lot of significance in this case because it's, it's literally on point. Mm-hmm. And right. the Arizona Supreme Court determined using First Amendment um, compelled speech doctrine type analysis um, that you could not force somebody to speak. You can't not obviously somebody again comes in and, and orders a cake and just says I I want the blue and white cake sounds good but the moment you tell that person I want you to put something specific on that cake that is what's crossing the line perfect I remember after that case came down I immediately hired those ladies to uh, make some uh, address cards for me so <laughs> I was trying to do my little part to help Brett Johnson you're wonderful Snell and Wilmer Law Firm SWLaw.com is their website Brett Johnson until next week thank you sir and god bless you thank you you betcha i'm seth leaps and don't go away we'll be right back Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.